Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Don't let his bark fool you. Roy has a softer side, too. This is The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. That image of Keith Richard, you know. Listen to the Stones. It's like, is that guy, is that guy alive? Is he, is he moving? <laughs> it's, it's just, is there a coat hanger keeping him up? So, um, and then there's, uh, what, what the hell is it that um, Mick Jagger does? That's not dancing. You know, he's like moves around like he's got a million ants up his pants. You know, it's just like, help me out. Anyway, they've had a few hit songs. Um, before the end of the show, we're going to be talking to Fran Coombs, managing editor of Rasmussen Polling in the United States. Fran has spent a lot of time with us over the election campaign, and it continues. It's the eternal election in the United States. It never ends. And it's gotten really nasty over the last week with both uh, Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton accusing each other of having Ku Klux Klan connections. What are the polls indicating? We'll ask Fran about that. Homework. The little ones are going to be back to school very soon. And they will be introduced to homework or they'll have their sort of second or third shot at it. For the, uh, the veterans of the schools, the high school kids, you know what's coming, and it's such a polarizing issue. If I talk to people about homework, I will expect to receive a predominantly negative response. Yeah, oh, no, no, let's get rid of it. And great applause for a Texas teacher who made international headlines for announcing a few days ago that she would not issue any homework. Also, Quebec school initiated a no-homework experiment for a year. Great applause for that, but it's not as cut and dried as you might think. Joining me on the program is Dr. Etta Krolevic. She's the co-author of The End of Homework. She's an associate professor of teacher education and program director of graduate teacher education at the University of Arizona South. And in 2010, Dr. Krolevic took a, a leave of absence from the university to be principal of a high school in East Los Angeles. She's also run an alternative high school for at-risk students. Again, co-author of an excellent book, The End of homework. Uh, Dr. Kolevic, thank you for taking the time. This may sound like a redundant question. I hope it's not. What is it that makes the issue of homework so important? It's been around for so long, you'd almost think that it's just ingrained and just accepted as part of the educational schematic, but it's it's an important issue and it's a divisive issue. And it's surprising. We lost her. So can we call her back, please? I think that was her mobile phone. So we have a we have a landline for uh, Dr. Kolevic as well. That's the um, oh, I can't give it out to uh, on the air, can I? So it's the other one. <laughs> it's the other one. 
But when you talk about homework, I, mean, I, I used to, um, I used to do anything I had to to avoid it, and I mean anything I had to to avoid it. I just uh, quite often wouldn't even start to do my homework, and then you get into class the next day, and the teacher would uh, start to quiz you about what you had studied the night before, and I was pretty much like I am now, pretty pretty direct, and uh, I would say I didn't do it. I didn't do my homework, and uh, we sort of took it from there. So I, I don't know what happened, uh, but we lost you. Now we have you back, Doctor. At, it's at nice to be back. I'm sorry. It's nice to be back. What is going? Yeah, it's, uh, we missed you. <laughs> <laughs> what is it that makes this issue of homework so significant and, and simultaneously so divisive? Well, I think that embedded in the debates about homework are some very fundamental differences in the way parents uh, see the role of the public school system or the education system uh, in their child's life. And I think there's a lot of parents who are very committed to high academic achievement for their students as the primary goal and see their primary responsibility as uh, providing uh, their students the opportunity for academic success. And those parents often see homework as part of that uh, package. And I think on the other side of the divide are parents who are concerned more about sort of the whole child and they want their children to be happy and to be able to follow their pursuits and their dreams. And academic achievement for many of those parents isn't the primary responsibility of their parenting, but rather building and helping the child come to the development of their full person. And I think those parents view homework getting in the way because they would like to have more control over the time that their children are at home to let their children and help their children develop other avenues of success and other interests. Yeah, and there is a polarizing, um, there's a line between the two. Um, when you, when your book was published, The End of Homework, you were approached, as I understand it, to participate on a CNN debate about ending homework. <laughs> and your, your book really isn't about ending homework, um, but that's how the uh, the issue of homework was approached, uh, I, I believe, in that um, in, in that CNN uh, debate. Talk to tell us about what happened, please. Well, I think that when my book came out, it it was it was the first uh, full length book to question the value of homework. And, I mean, there had, been, there had been historically movements to try to stop homework, most notably in the 20s and 30s. There was a Physicians Against Homework who argued that homework was bad for children's health and it was bad for their eyes. So th- there's, been, there's been this cyclical anti-homework movement. And when our book came out, I think that began another anti-homework movement. And then I think that one of the concerns or the surprises that people uh, talked about was that The End of Homework was co-written with my co-author was a college professor. Here are two college professors who were questioning the value of homework. So I, I think that was a little scandalous at the time. Well, what did, uh, what, what did uh, the, the, the viewers uh, come up with? What were the numbers about, you know, when you finished the debate, what percentage of, uh, of, of viewers felt that homework should be gone and, should, and, and what percentage felt it, sh- it should stay? Well, 
do you know do you do you know what those are? Because I don't remember what they were, but we well, were very saw, surprised by them. Yeah, I saw something like thirty eight percent was one number that I saw in your in your uh, in, in, in what I read in, in the book. But uh, but it was it was a surprising number. What surprised me was the number of people who actually supported the, uh, yeah. the, uh, the, the you know the retention of homework. Well, I you know it, getting rid of homework. I mean I mean homework, and I think you started out by saying this is such a ubiquitous part of schooling. It, it it's almost at times invisible because it's just what it means to do school, and so. When 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 it is so pervasive, uh, I think it's very hard to begin to sort of be, crack that uh, practice because we just expect it. So parents expect there to be homework right. when their kids come home from school. It's an expectation we have still of schooling. And uh, I think that one of the challenges for the anti-homework movement is to try to help people understand the the kind of home life that people have in the 21st century, the amount of work that parents are doing. I mean, in the United States, the majority of mothers now are working mothers, and the majority of of uh, those mothers uh, actually have two jobs. Yeah, we're so, going to take. A, you can stay with us a little longer. Yes, fine. Okay, well, we're going to take a break. We'll come back with Dr. Edda Krolovic. She is the um, the co-author of The End of Homework, and what I found fascinating is that there are significant numbers of students who actually enjoy the um, prospect of homework, who see value in homework. I mean, in my class, and I swear in my class, um, if there was 30 or 33 students in our class, there would have been 30 or 33 students who would have said, no, I don't think so. No, but thanks for asking. When it uh, when it came to the issue of uh, of homework, but there are students who really see that it's um, or say that it's um, it's value a value. I also read in in uh, the end of homework by Dr. Kolevic. I'm going to talk to her about that as well. They encountered high school students who well dro- high school dropouts who told uh, Dr. Kolevic that homework was one of the main reasons that they dropped out of school. So you got on one hand you've got students who see the value of it, who see, you know, this is really helping me, and then on the other hand you've got high school dropouts who say one of the main reasons that I dropped out of school was homework. We'll come back. Stay with us. Compassionate, caring, and cuddly. This is the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. Follow me on Twitter at the Roy Green Show. Emails to Roy at RoyGreenShow.com. We're on Facebook. And, of course, um, on the web, on the webpage, RoyGreenShow.com. Podcasts, you can listen back to anything on this show anytime, whenever you choose. You can download as well podcasts, RoyGreenShow.com. Have a quick question on uh, homework or an opinion you'd like to express? You can call us at 888 Two two five eight two five five or four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred triple eight two two five eight two five five four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred. Do you have a a preference for or um, an objection to homework? Would you like to see it retained or removed? Is it an interference or is it an assist to your kids? Um, if you're a teacher, you have an opinion. I'd like to hear from your parents, even students. Yeah. 
students. 888-225-8255-416-870-6400. Should homework stay or should it be gone? Let me talk to my guest, Dr. Etta Krolevic, co-author of The End of Homework, Associate Professor of Teacher Education and Program Director of Graduate Teacher Education at the University of Arizona South. As I said, in 2010, she took a leave of absence from the university to be principal of a high school in East Los Angeles. That must have been an experience. Well, you know, it was really a, a great experience for me, and it got me back in touch with the classroom. And I think a lot of us that are in teacher ed were teachers, you know, high school or elementary school teachers before, and we oftentimes miss the classroom. Yeah, because that would be a challenging uh, classroom environment. I mean, this only from what I know in, in Los Angeles, about Los Angeles East or East Los Angeles, and I understand that you worked with students to create, I'm, I'm drifting off the homework thing for just a second, but I think this is significant. You worked with students uh, to, to, to create a disciplinary program. And that was a very, very powerful experience for the students. The students were in charge of discipline. They had a committee. And when a student was misbehaving in the school, they had to come before a student-only committee. And the students worked with the errant student and made determinations about what the punishments should be. It was, I think, a great experience for both the students who were on the committees and those kids talk about the leadership skills that it gave them, but also for the kids who would get in trouble all the time, they finally had other students who were interested in their success. So yeah. it was a win-win. Oh, no, I can I can just see that happening, and I can just see students saying, here's somebody who cares about us and who actually involves us into in the program, which brings us full circle in a way to, uh, to, to the homework issue. I mentioned to you when we talked on the phone the other day that I had a history teacher, it was grade 10, and he was a young guy. He walked in, and nobody liked history except me. I was the one, the only student who enjoyed history. And he walked in. He pulled a map down, of, you know, from on the wall, and he said, "Here are three countries: one country on the left, country on the right, country in the middle. The country on the left, the country on the right. They both want to take over the country in the middle. You guys are the country on the left. You guys are the country on the right. You get together. You work out a plan. At the end of the hour, at the end of the, the class, we'll find out what you think, and we'll see who uh, who was closest to being correct. Everybody got engaged. Everybody was involved." And then the end of the class, he said, if you want to do some more of this, come back into the classroom at the end of the school day. Who would have gone to a history class at the end of the school day? The <laughs> class was, Dr. Kulavik, the class was jammed. Nice. Well, you know, when you see engaged high school students especially, it, it for me, is a thrill to see because we don't see it terribly often. Now, this book is the end of uh, homework. Now, you've, you've encountered students who, uh, I don't know if their enjoy is the correct word, but who value homework. You've also encountered students who are high school dropouts in the state of Maine, and they told you that homework was one of the key reasons they dropped out of school. Uh Tell us about both groups, please. What did you learn? Well, you know, from the kids who uh, identified homework as one of the causes that pushed them out of school, I think we learned a tremendous amount about rural poverty uh, at the time. I think we learned about the health care issues in rural communities. Most of these kids had significant health care problems that preceded their leaving school, and they told us stories about how when they came back to school, they had so much work to catch up on, the homework that they hadn't done while they were sick, that they just simply couldn't catch up. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was, I think, a surprise to my research team because we didn't really realize 
how difficult it was for a lot of these kids in terms of health care and the rural nature of their lives and how much traveling they would have to do when they were sick. So that was a surprise to us, even though we lived in some of these communities. With with the kids who say that homework helped them, look, right, I, I think it would be lovely if every kid in the world had a well-lit place to study at night, well-educated parents, access to the Internet. They could go home and they could sit and do their homework in lovely, quiet settings. But that's really not the world that most of our kids live in today. And I think we have to acknowledge the the lived reality of uh, home life today and acknowledge that uh, homework enters uh, very, very unequal uh, homes, especially in this country. I suspect maybe Canada's in a little better shape when it comes to economic inequality. But it, but so if if you're a privileged kid, homework is a great thing because you can do it and you have parents who can help. If you're not privileged, homework is a challenge. Okay, Paul is in Oakville, Ontario. Paul, go ahead, please. Hi, how are you doing? Good, sir. How are you? Excellent. Yeah, I wanted to um, agree with uh, your your uh, guest there that um, I think homework is actually a bad idea. Um, P- Michael Moore's recent movie, I think it's called Where to Invade Next, uh, covers uh-huh. and he goes to Europe, and he um, it goes to Norway, for instance, which has the highest caliber of education in the world, and they have the shortest year, the shortest day, and no homework whatsoever. Um, I, I think our system actually piles so much on kids that they stress out, and I think they actually earn less, learn less uh, overall. Dr. Krilovic, what do you say? Oh, I, t- I totally agree, and I wish that we could actually start really studying that. There have been some early studies on the impact of homework on, on stress levels of upper-middle-class kids, and I think some of that homework um, research is going to continue because I think the issue of stress and kids today is enormous. And, I mean, in the United States, add to that the obesity epidemic that we're faced with. Mm-hmm. And so homework, I think, really enters these kinds of uh, physical conditions for kids today. And I think it, it actually pushes them along. Okay. I, I, know, I know we didn't have the schedule, but do you have a few more minutes? Sure. Okay. We're going to take a break. We'll come back and we're going to talk more. And I thank our caller. Uh, we are going to come back and we'll talk more with Dr. Eda Krolovic, and we'll take your calls at 888-225-8255-416-870-6400. Paul said that homework uh, just is damaging to the home life and stresses out kids. Is that your experience as a parent or as a teacher or as a student? What's your point of view of homework? Do you have questions? 888-225-8255-416-870-6400. Dr. Eda Krolovic is the author of The End of Homework. We'll come back. Like a superhero without the costume. This is the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. The uh, book is highly acclaimed. It's uh, The End of Homework, and uh, the co author is Dr. Etta Krolovic. And she joins us uh, on the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. She is uh, Associate Professor of Teacher Education and Program Director of Graduate Teacher Education at the University of Arizona South. And uh, I just want to take a few calls. And uh, thank you for staying with us, Dr. Krilovic. This is oh, a, uh, this is my passion. Well, <laughs> homework. Good. Well, I'm glad. And, and and you sound like the kind of person 
the kind of teacher that every parent wants their kids exposed to because you're the teacher that people will remember 10, 20, 30, 40 years later when somebody says, did you have a great teacher? Oh, yeah. You know, uh, Dr. Kulovic was, uh, or, or Ms. Kulovic, or whatever the, you know, however you were you were addressed in, in the classroom. For me, I had a teacher like that. It was the same guy I was telling about, the history teacher, Mr. Bain. And then there was Mr. Smith, who I will forever <laughs> detest. He was the grade 9 algebra teacher I talked about. This guy walked into the classroom. He was also the guidance counselor for the school. He walked into the classroom at the beginning of the class. He would say, Open your books to page 124, exercise 7. He would do the first one on the board, and then he'd leave. And he wouldn't come back until about five minutes left in the period. And he'd say, anybody have any problems? And all our little hands went up. And he would come, he would choose one student, and he'd go over, and he'd do the work out the problem without explaining it. And that was his idea of teaching. At the end of the year, I got 24 in algebra, and I have no idea how I got the 24. <laughs> Mr. Smith. I know, right? Here's, we all remember the teachers that we hated. Mr. Smith. Here's, here's well, he, you know, I could have been a, who knows, I could have been a world-renowned mathematician. He stopped that. I, instead, I became a broadcaster. Here's Paul in, Paul's calling back from Oakville, Ontario. Paul, go ahead, please. Hey, how are you? Good, sir. Go ahead. Good. I wanted to also add that um, when kids uh, uh, get homework and, they go home and they're able to do the homework. They're not the ones that need it. I mean, they have the ability to work through the process. With it's just extra work for them. It's not. I don't think it's making them any smarter. But um, I, th- I think kids that go home, they no longer have a teacher available to answer any questions. And there's, there's not always the case. Um, I've sat in with kids, and there's sometimes I don't even know what the the, the questions are. And and and. You know, if a kid doesn't have the ability to ask the teacher, I think it actually stresses them and strains them further. And I think it puts them so far behind uh, in their own minds that they start to mm-hmm. they start to doubt themselves. And, and I think it's actually worse. I think it, I think it makes their learning curve worse. Dr. Kralovic? Well, I think the issue um, of whether or not kids have help at home is a huge, huge issue when it comes to homework today because uh, not every kid has educated parents sitting at home waiting to help them with their homework. And, in fact, in this country, when parents are working one, two, three jobs, some of them, and kids are caring for their siblings, there's no one at home to help them with the homework. Well, that's very very true, but as far as educated parents, that's not always the situation. I know for myself, the stuff that my brother uh, was taught, who's almost 20 years younger than I am, was nothing what I was taught in school. So it, right. even if you were to ask me a question, I wouldn't be able to answer it. Right. <laughs> and so I you think- can imagine, Paul, what if somebody asked me a question because I was around when they said we have this new invention. It's called the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I was with the abacus. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, what about that, Dr. Kolovic? It's a, it's a fair well, It's a fair statement. Uh, and I think it's an accurate statement, and, and it's why we advocate that, that I mean, because people argue kids need to do practice and they need to go home and study and all that. And I don't disagree that kids need to learn how to study and to practice, but they need to do it at school where there's someone who can help them with it. Yeah. Because the assumption that there's someone at home who can help is wrong for a number of reasons, like Paul has identified. Absolutely. And I also think, you know, when you get home, there's, there's different things that they need to learn. 
you know, right. how to keep things clean, how to do the dishes, right. how to how to take part in the family, and, and just how to be a productive member of society outside of, of the schooling system. Teaching them responsibility and social skills. Exactly. And if you don't give them that, then, they, you know, they, they don't integrate properly. And some parents are able to provide those skills to their children. That's and that's point. why you get massive separation in society where you've got certain people are so much further ahead intellectually, uh, whether it be education or whether it just be a social aspect, than, than others. Paul, thank you for the call, sir. Thank you. Great call. Uh, here's uh, Donna. She's in Calgary, Alberta. Still, Hi. Calgary's still in Alberta, isn't it, Donna? It's Diane. Actually, we are still in Alberta. I just wanted to say, I work in a post-secondary uh, major institute here in Calgary, and we have hundreds of students apply for our programs. One of the selection process is for them to do basic math and be able to answer some of the questions, and they have to be able to write and do good grammar and spelling. They can't do this. And I think one of the biggest problems here in Canada is that over the last decade, the parents have impressed upon the education institute to not give grades. So a student and a parent don't know how good their student is actually doing. They, are, they can't be told they're getting a C, a B, a D, an F. You know, so they, they have absolutely no I understand. No I, I understand, but how does this fit into the homework debate? Well, okay, so I'm saying to you that I don't know whether homework is going to be any more beneficial to them if they don't know how they're doing in the school system Well, that's a good already. point. That's a good point, Dr. Kolovic. If they don't, they're, they're not getting marked, if they can't get zeros, and we know that because we've had a teacher fired because he gave zeros in defiance of what the, um, of what the, the school system said, and they don't know what their marks are, how does, uh, how does the homework fit into their, uh, their overall picture? Well, I think that's a very interesting question. I don't understand. The, uh, there must have been a long debate there about not giving marks. Well, it's, right? been, it's, it's still ongoing, but, it, but there, there are schools uh, and school boards and school systems where they just don't give, they will not give zeros because they say that it's not productive toward, uh, that, that, it, that, it, that it damages the self-esteem of the student. Yeah, well. <laughs> I know. You feel the way we do. <laughs> I, I do think kids' self-esteem is really important, so I, I understand the, the argument about the self-esteem, but I don't. I mean, the, if, the, if the argument is about the, the zeros on homework, that's actually a huge debate in this country because there have been parents who have, whose kids have gotten all A's on all the tests and everything in a class, and then they get all these zeros for homework, and then they get a C in the class, and the parents have argued if my kids can pass the test, why should their not completing homework uh, impact their grades? So that, that's been a big debate in this country. Diane, want to make a final point? We have about 30 well, seconds. I, just, I think that we need to get back to the basics. Students need to know how to do basic math, spelling, grammar. They need to be productive Absolutely. or they're not going to work in our society. I agree with you completely. I mean, it's not important what I think. Dr. Kolovic, what about that? I mean, it just are we are we missing? Is is the are the fundamentals being ignored in the in in, in the in, in the you know for preference being God? I can't talk uh, to, for some sort of esoteric approach. That's the word I was looking for. Well, I, I mean, I think everyone who's in the education business is very concerned about the basics. And the fact of the matter is, it's, it's hard to teach this stuff. I mean, this is not easy work. And I think when teachers have to rely on parents 
to help with that teaching. I think that's one of the reasons you get into these messes where the kids' basic skills um, aren't being developed because a lot of that basic skill development is sent home as homework. Okay, so I have a final question for you, and that is what is the message, the ultimate message that you're delivering in the book, The End of Homework? What is, what, what's, what's the overarching uh, message that's, that's in the book? Well, I think the message that the book is trying to relay is that we need to really rethink um, uh, the practice of homework and that there's a lot of reasons for that. One is that it privileges kids who are already privileged and it, uh, it is a negative impact on, ki- on poor kids, especially kids who don't have resources at home. So there's a, a, a resource uh, inequity that's at the bottom of homework. and. I understand and we understand, I mean, this book came out a long time ago and we've been talking about it for a long time. In order to make this change in the school systems, you have to retrain teachers. They have to be given time to work so that they can develop uh, pedagogical practices that aren't based on homework. So what what we thought was just a, a book to help people understand the complexity of the issue of homework has for us been a crusade. (laughs) Well, and I thank you so much for taking the time to join us and staying the extra time. I really appreciate that. Uh, Thank you for having me. All the very best. Thanks for addressing this issue. Dr. Etta Krulovic, and the book is The End of Homework. When we come back, it's almost the end of the U.S. election cycle. On November the 8th, the Americans will vote. Over the last week, the two candidates, primary candidates, for President Hillary Clinton, who is the favorite of the mainstream media, Donald Trump, who isn't, have they both accused each other of connections with the Ku Klux Klan. When we come back, Fran Coombs, managing editor of Rasmussen Polling, will bring us up to date. Stick around.